This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. It's always great to hear from Dwayne Peterson, uh, one of the founders of Northland Fishing Tackle and a Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer. Dwayne, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Well, I'm guessing you've been out doing some fishing here uh, in the fall. I have. I love the fall period of time. Uh, I've fished several times here in the last couple weeks and with some good success and also a couple trips that we didn't do very well. Uh, but I love the fall. Uh mainly walleye fishing, but I have bass fished a couple times as well, and uh, it's, uh, I hate to give it up. I hate to put my boats away, but it's starting to, it's starting to trend that way. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely had a very, very mild fall, and all of a sudden it's getting pretty cold pretty quick. But um, uh, for a lot of people I talked to, you know, they, they were having good success, but it really wasn't a typical fall bite yet because the, it stayed so warm so long. Yes, it did, and it you know that water temperature still uh, in the high fifties. You know that's uh, I think unusual for getting this late into October, and basically the that easy uh, fall bite that we normally experience uh, really never came to pass. At least in my experience, it was more of a late summer pattern type. Uh, and I'm talking about walleyes now. Uh, where we caught most of our fish in 13 to 18 feet of water off the edges and with a jig and a minnow and uh, never really found a lot of real shallow fish or schools of, of deep fish that we sometimes find in the fall. So a little bit unusual. Well, I would think right now if you if you bundled up and made sure you stayed warm, uh, the fish bite would continue to be really good. Always Always that way, I think, right up to, to freeze up. You can have a, a good bite going into the into the fall. Uh, I have noticed uh, significant traffic at the axes uh, so that the, the people are fishing late into the end of the year. Uh, I've noticed uh, a lot of traffic at the axes and on the lakes, particularly on the you know the key walleye lakes of of uh, Winnie and Bemidji and Plantagenet. Uh, uh, quite a few trailers there. The, the negative is that they're starting to take the docks out already, and we're experiencing, you know, low water throughout the area, and it complicates uh, landing a little bit, uh, uh, not only the low water, but without having docks in, in place. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess it's that time of year for that, too. Um, what lakes in particular have you had success at? Well, Bemidji. Mm-hmm. Bemidji's always uh, always one of my favorites. Plantagenet, I've been there a couple times. Uh, I have not been to Winnie, but uh, I know that Winnie has been a real bright spot uh, all summer, and particularly this fall. I haven't gotten over there. I, I guess uh, Bemidji and Plantagenet are the two places that I have fished uh, for the most part. Uh, I'd, I'd like to travel farther, but really don't have to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you know, Plantagenet this year really didn't get a lot of pressure because it was it was very hard for people to get on that lake most of the year. Well, the access is good now. At least it's been the last couple of weeks. They, I think it's been dredged out, and the, the dock was still in through, uh, when was I last there? A couple, two, three, four days ago. Uh, so the access on the south end is pretty good. Um, so the volleyball bite has been fine. What about the bass bite? Bass bite this year was 
phenomenal across the board. I think from from opener right on through now, uh, the, the bass fishing in our area, the largemouth bass fishing, and even the smallmouth fishing continues to get better and better and better. And it amazes me the size of these fish and and catch and release is working so well with 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 bass. Uh, we're putting a lot of pressure on these lakes that I didn't see years ago with the with the high school kids and the college kids and the locals and tournaments and. And uh, the largemouth and smallmouth are getting a lot of pressure, but they're putting them back, and they're taking good care of them, and they're uh, they're recyclable. We catch them again and again, and and I I haven't ever seen better largemouth bass fishing, particularly in in this area in my lifetime, than what I've seen this past summer. It's been very very good. And we're finding more and more places to to catch smallmouth too. That's for sure. That's. That's a real explosion of uh, of, uh, of a fish species, and and uh, I don't know where that's going to take us, but you could see what it did to Malax. You know, it, it turned Malax into a nationally known uh, destination for mm. avid bass fishermen. So, I think uh, you know Leech Lake is has got a, a fishable population, the smallmouth, and I, I won't be surprised uh, if we see it in Cass Lake at some point in time. And, of course, there's several smaller lakes that surround us, uh, Park Rapids, Brainerd, Alex, Bemidji, uh, these smaller lakes that really haven't been noted for the smaller population that are showing up in good numbers and fishable fishable numbers. Um, one of the things that has amazed me in the last five years is just how much more bass talk I hear on a general basis. It used to be, when I first t- talked to you 30 years ago, you were always very pro bass but you didn't hear a lot and now um i almost some depending on who i'm talking to i uh they they don't even talk about walleyes it's all about bass for them well that's <coughs> that's true to some degree but walleye rules walleye is the king and i don't care where you where you drink coffee at they're going to talk walleye fishing and and uh and these other species, the crappie, the, the bluegills, the, the bass, the, the muskies, the pike, they all enter in, and, and we've got this wonderful, diverse fishery that the bass just simply happen to be a significant part of it, and, and they're getting a little more play all the time. And it seems like these younger fishermen, uh, the college crowd, the high school crowd, and, and other young adults, it seems like they they really like, the pursuit that bass fishing allows where you're seeking out cover and you're standing up and you're casting and you're using horizontal baits and and you're you're catching and releasing your fish and don't have any fish to kill or clean and and i just think it's part of the big picture uh i'm a proponent of of diversified uh, fisheries uh all species are worthy and and you just pursue the one that gives you the most pleasure and and uh, gives you the most action and bass just happens to be uh, uh, on the upswing right now. The thing, though, uh, for most anglers, and and I do think we have you know highly ethical anglers, very well educated, understanding what we have to do to maintain this, the the uh, you know the species and and the populations that we have. Nonetheless, I mean, you do like to uh, eat a, a fish that you catch every now and then, and and as long as we like to do that, uh, there's going to be a place for for bluegills and crappies and walleyes for sure. Absolutely. No, the, one of the pleasures of, uh, and rewards of, of being a fisherman is to, to have fresh, uh, fresh fish. I've had a couple of fresh walleye meals here in the last, uh, 
week that that I, I never get tired of. But but another thing that we have, another species that we have that is that is world class in our area are perch. The perch fishing is tremendous, and they are great table fare. Uh, we sometimes don't recognize the perch enough, but it's a it's a targeted species for a lot of people, and as good a, a table fare as you can get. And and we're surrounded by great perch fishing. Uh, uh, every direction you go from, from Bemidji or, or Brainerd or Alex or Rapids, you can get into some really good perch fishing. How much time do you spend on the ice in the winter, Duane? I spend uh, a fair amount, not near what I used to do. I, I fish close to home more than, more than I used to. Uh, I fish a lot of evenings for an hour or two in the evening, and I fish a lot on Long Lake where I live here because it's convenient and I can go by uh, by four-wheeler without uh, having to travel very far, and, and I can be home in time for the for the news. So I, 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 I do love uh, ice fishing, but I'm not as avid as I was at one time. I don't travel to Canada like I used to or, or go to the Lake of the Woods very much, Red Lake some, of course, but uh, I'm, I'm always excited for some ice fishing. <laughs> of course, you know, it does interfere with your basketball to some degree. Well... I've learned how to balance them both. It, uh, it, it took a lot of years to figure it out, but I can I can balance them very well and bring it on. Oh, yeah, it's coming! It's coming! <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. This was a again a, a really good year for fishing. I mean, we had drought situations, obviously, and that has got maybe some long term implications and concerns as far as you know water depth and getting that back. But it did not seem to affect the bite. People seem to catch fish all summer long. No, I agree. I think it almost uh, it almost improved the bite for some reason. I think the the weed beds were consolidated a little bit more and and held more fish. I think the fish weren't quite as dispersed maybe as they are when you're you've got uh, a lot of shallow water, particularly the panfish species and. And the bass, uh, they had to pull off the, you know, the banks a little bit and and gather on the weed lines. And once you found them, you could catch quite a few of them. But but the walleye fishing, you know, it just seems like in in my experience, these walleye stayed shallow even in this it's this uh, this low water, hot water year that we had. And I, I haven't figured them out. Uh, it just seems like we learn every year is different. Every mm-hmm. year is different. We have to adapt to the water temperatures, the water levels, the you know the wind and uh, the cloud cover. And not only is every year different, particularly with our walleye fishing, but but every day is different. You know, I had one one day two weeks ago on a on a lake that we we caught. In fact, it was Lake Bemidji where we caught a lot of fish deep that we found on the electronics and caught some really nice fish and couldn't wait to get back to the next day and the next day they were gone couldn't couldn't bark a fish and couldn't catch a fish so you got to adapt every day and i think that's the what's exciting about about the whole pursuit of of fish that they they're not uh, always predictable they are not that that's for sure you know the thing that's really cool about this area is you know in addition to all the species we can get within an hour from home you, you expand that a little bit and all of a sudden you're you're up on rainy and you're, you know, you're catching sturgeon, or you're over on the red, and you're catching catfish. Um, it's uh, there's there's always something going on, uh, you know, if you're if you're willing to travel a couple of hours or so. 
Well, that's where we were fortunate, you know. I think trip to Lake of the Woods, a trip to Rainy Lake, uh, trip over to Vermilion or something are just, uh, you know, those are world-class fisheries that we can reach within two hours, you know. We can make day trips. So we're pretty fortunate in that regard. And, you know, the, the species that that uh, we have at our disposal, you mentioned sturgeon and catfish, you know, which we don't have a lot of right right close to town here but we can reach out and find fisheries that do have them but we've got we've got diversity and boy you're seeing people chasing every species from muskies to bluegills and and that's what's allowed us to maintain these these beautiful fisheries is that we're diversified we're we're all doing a different thing and we're trying to stay out of each other's way and and respect uh, each other's uh passion and and uh, I'm as passionate about bass fishing as somebody else is about musky fishing or walleye fishing or, or, or crappie fishing. Uh, that's the beauty of living in this neck of the woods. We've got a lot more to cover with Dwayne Peterson next. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. You're listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, the wisdom of Dwayne Peterson today. Dwayne, you, you've uh, seen a lot of uh, fishing seasons and you've seen a lot of changes over the years, so you're a guy I like to, to turn to from uh, you know that long-term perspective. So we're going to go good, good news, bad news. Give me the good news. What are you seeing out there? In the overall scheme of things, that is good news for anglers and for fishing in general. Well, I think the good news is is the participation is is continuing to to hold its own and actually increase. And I think we're we're having some success influencing uh, families to fish and young people to fish, and and that's really really important to me that we we've got generation two and now generation three. I think of my own family. Uh, I'm enthusiastic to fish. My sons and, and uh, are enthusiastic to fish, and my grandchildren are enthusiastic to fish. And, and I see that I think throughout, uh, you know, throughout the uh, North Country here. And so that that's I'm upbeat about that. I, I think the quality of our water, you know, we, we're really battling this invasive species uh, onslaught. But I think we're having some success with that, and we're learning to live with the, the changes that are. Are brought about by by zebra mussels and 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 the other invasives and and I, I think our water quality is good. I I, uh, I I'm I'm high on that. I think fishing is good. I think the, the the DNR fisheries have done an outstanding job and continue to and and they cater to to we the people that fish. I'm upbeat about that and I just think that we have. We have an unlimited amount of resources, not unlimited, but we have a, an awful lot of resources at our disposal that we can that we can pursue, and uh, it, it's exciting to see the rigs at the accesses. So, what do you what would you consider the bad news out there right now? 
Well, I hate to dwell on anything that, that you know, that's <laughs> yeah. that concerning, but I, I do think we're putting a lot of pressure on our lakes. Uh, you know, I say in one one sentence that I like to see the, you know, the participation, but at the other hand, uh, we're putting a lot of pressure on our lakes right through 12 months a year, you know, with with ice fishing, with with wheelhouses and overnight uh, fishing uh, tournaments, you know, the, the, the jury is out a little bit on what effect these tournaments are having and how we're going to have to regulate them in the future. Uh, we tie up the axes. We put a lot of pressure on the lakes, although we're, you know, promoting catch and release. I'm a little concerned about the pressure, I guess, that we're putting on, on these fish. Uh, electronics, you know, the, the advent of, of pan optics and live scope and active target, this forward facing sonar that, uh, I, I bought the modern up to date, uh, sonar myself this summer and I've been trying to learn how to use it and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, just flabbergasted at what, what's happening in electronics and, and I don't know, maybe there's going to be a limit as to how far we can, you know, we can uh, go with the electronic uh, aids that we have at our disposal. And and I guess that just lends itself to pressure on fish and the taking of more fish. And so we need to, I think that's a concern, I think, that I have is the pressure <laughs> that we're applying to, to our various fisheries. And, and uh, I think we can sustain that, but it might take some adjustments uh, to bag limits and seasons and, and the like. But... Uh, I think we'll be fine. Okay, and and and, and I think as I, I noted earlier, I, I do think we have really smart anglers and and really concerned anglers, and and I have never heard you know when adjustments have had to be made. I've never heard a ton of pushback. There's some always, but but by and large, the anglers up here understand why these things happen and educate themselves as to you know how they can help. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, there'll be pretty good response to any changes that might have to come down the road. I think you're right, and and you know, catch and release and selective harvest still are the salvation. I think of our fisheries. Uh, we've gotten so good at catching fish that we can we can catch an awful lot of them, far more than we need for table fare. And and those of us that fish a lot, uh, we've recognized the need to put those fish back and keep you know a minimal amount for our own use. And the people that fish casually and, and only a few times a year, I, I encourage them to take the fish that they need to, to have, uh, have shared in the resource. You know, we've got we've to share the resource. And, and those of us that fish on a regular basis have to put back the majority of the fish we catch because they're, these fish have become vulnerable to our, to our electronics, to our quality live bait, to our line we can almost catch them all if we work hard enough at it, and and uh, that's scary. Well, Dwayne, uh, we're we're in the fall season, which is a million different things going on. Um, are you a are you an angler or are you an outdoorsman? Do you do much hunting too? Yeah, I've always I've always been a big white-tailed deer hunter. Uh, I was a big bird hunter when I had dogs, but I kind of quit hunting pheasants and rough grouse uh, when I no longer had dogs but i, I love the the upland uh, bird hunting i've i've loved my white-tailed deer hunting i've hunted 
around the country. I've hunted in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and Ontario. I've hunted in Wisconsin and Iowa, Minnesota. I, I, I love whitetail deer hunting. Uh, but I'm waning in that regard a little bit just based on, I guess, my age and my ability to sit in the cold and climb trees. But but I'm, uh, I have a high regard for the sport of, of hunting. Uh, it gets you outdoors and it gets you enjoying the, the woods and waterways that, uh, that we have surrounding us here. And it's why we live here. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an avid hunter. You know, as, as amazing as, um, the lakes are and, and the things you can see on a lake or a river when you're fishing, um, when you when you get into the woods and you you get into the wetlands, there's a whole different aspect of beauty that uh, that that that's completely different. For sure, and there's one thing about setting in the woods or on a pond or a, a waterway as the sun comes up and and uh, the whole uh, wildlife scene turns on and you see it happening right before your eyes. It's uh, it's a quite an experience and one of the reasons that. We get up in the morning early and and traverse into the woods and waterways before daylight, so we can experience that. and And uh, we're loaded with opportunities to do so. Dwayne, anything else uh, you want to make sure people know before we wrap it up today? Well, I I guess what I just like to say that uh, your your programming and the experts that you have put on the air in the last year uh, are. Are tremendous. I've, I've listened to, I'm sure, the majority of the Fish and Paul Bunyan shows, and I, I, I just am, am so impressed by the quality of the people that come from Alex and Brainerd and Grand Rapids and Bemidji and, and all the areas around, and the enthusiasm and energy and youth that they bring to the sport of fishing. And I commend you for for uh, delivering that message to those of us that, that love to fish and hunt and and uh you're expanding your your resource people there to a point where it's very interesting to dial up to fishing call bunyan country and see what somebody else has to say i'm learning all the time and <laughs> good and uh, i just love the energy and enthusiasm uh and the in- information that's coming from uh from your fishing experts and not all they're not all experts they're enthusiasts they're they're None of us are, are experts. We're just fishing enthusiasts, and uh, we like to share our game. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I've always said I don't have to know anything. I just have to know people who know things, and uh, I sure am lucky to have a lot, like you said, uh, so many people. who I taught just, you that 30-some years ago. You did. To, you, don't have to, you don't have to know it all. You just have to know the people that uh, can provide you with the, with the input that are out there every day, and, and you've surely done that. Well, thanks very much, and you're one of those people, and it's always great to have you on the show. Good luck on the water and on the ice, and and if you do get out there in the woods, good luck there, too. Thank you for that. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and Kick FM in Alexandria. And, of course... Multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast.